0: Hey guys, it's Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. I hope that everybody's doing well today. Uh, winding down for the weekend, hopefully. Uh, got some great things planned for yourselves, for your families. And, uh, you know, just uh, excited to uh, finish the week off strong. So, you know, today, guys, uh, I wanted to welcome many of you uh, into my world. You get a kind of a window, a window view uh, into my world as I interview a longtime friend uh, a colleague just a brother of mine and uh, I don't know if we'll have time to get into just every piece of how how we met and some things that transpired but I am really really happy to invite him on the show Uh, he's been in my life since gosh uh, probably man my early 20s and uh, and we talk every day uh, (laughs) even today you know Uh, And it's just a wonderful thing to have Zach Hop on the show. Zach Hop on the show, as he likes to say. (laughs) Um, But, uh, Zach, man, I'm glad you could join me, man. What's going on with you today?
1: Uh, Nothing much, man. Everything's going good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yo, you know what? I can't thank you enough. I know we've been trying to to get this done, and uh, it's just been a whole lot going on. Um, You know, you've got that big uh, track and field coaching career and scouting and all that stuff going on uh, in addition to to uh husband and father father duties man so it, it can be kind of hard but I'm glad we uh, are getting a chance to do this today yeah. um yeah zach man you heard me say um that you know I just kind of thinking about it in my mind and I don't know if you ever do it but I do it sometimes i I kind of rewind the clock i rewind father time and I go wow man it's kind of weird how how long we've known each other. Do you ever think about that sometimes?
1: I do. You know, um, I think we've known each other since maybe 98, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's 98 when you came on campus. Um, and I don't know how our relationship started. It's, I guess we just, people that like to talk. And yeah. um, one thing led to another, and the rest is history, man. We just always stayed in communication with each other um you taught me a lot of things um you taught me how to listen for sure (laughs) um you taught me how to be patient and so those type of things they help especially in my field of business Um, yeah being patient and listening and so
0: right right you know it's so crazy man that you say i i kind of you know maybe was an influential piece and you uh you know developing listening skills and patience and stuff because it's funny i can go back to when when we met but i can also point to a particular time that really um it kind of it did something for me and my relationship to you and a lot of people who know me uh, personally and professionally or know me because of the work I'm doing with the barbershop group or something like that when you guys hear this this story <laughs> y'all probably won't believe it was me but <laughs> but I'm going to tell the, the, the folks this story Zach because you know it's now looking back 20 years or whatever later it's funny Right. but uh, guys you know Zach and I were in uh, in college together man and you know we were we were track athletes and i can remember uh zach and i having having what's now a you know just another brother of ours who just he's not on here today but you guys have heard him before uh on the show it was like he was my roommate and he came to me and he said hey listen uh my buddy and his girl they're waiting for their apartment to be ready. Is it okay if they, you know, they lay low here for a minute? And right. I thought, hey, it's somebody that you know, you approve of them. So, hey, we're all here together. Of course they can stay here. Right. And that's kind of like how we met. But in the process of that particular meeting, guys, I'll tell you that I, um, I remember meeting a young lady who lived in the town that the college was in. And this was a young lady who I had not had any intimate relations with uh, at that time. And and we really, you know, we had a couple of phone conversations. I had a girlfriend at the time, uh, but she was somebody who was just kind of around the college because she lived, like I said, the, the, the town was small. Yeah, very small. And so, yeah, right? If you, if you lived in town, you knew everybody who went to the college, basically. And yeah. so I knew her she knew me. And, um, you know, it was a thing of, she knew I had a girlfriend. I wasn't stepping out on her or anything like that, but, um, there was another guy who was a basketball player who liked the girl and he saw me in the cafeteria one day and he said, Hey man, what's up with you and this girl? And I said, nothing is up with me and this girl. He's like, are you sure? I don't want to step on your toes. I said, dude, no, trust me, we're just (laughs) friends. We've never talked about being anything other than friends. It's nothing like that. And he said, "Okay, cool, I'm going to step to her. By all means, you do that. And uh, what ended up happening was I think that the guy, in his attempt to talk to the girl, in his attempt to kind of make his pitch uh, to her, he ended up throwing some shade on my name, man. He ended up including me in some some craziness, talking about how I told everybody I slept with her, and Correct. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember all of that.
1: Like I that, do right? remember. But
0: yeah. So, so guys, just so you know, I found out about it. I happened to be uh-huh. driving driving past the uh, the girl's job, man, and I saw that basketball player out there talking to her. And I was just, I was upset. I was upset. And and I got ready to get in my car when I got back to the apartment, man, I found out what was going on because the girl called me saying, look, I can't believe you said these things. You know, nothing happened. I was just shocked. Okay, I'm trying to calm her down. I couldn't believe that this guy used my name like this. Well, Zach saw me hop in my car because I'm ready to go beat the guy up. And when Zach sees me getting in my car, he's like, hey, look, dude, whatever you're doing, I do it. I'm doing it with you. Right. And it was pretty much. <laughs> so you remember that. You remember how it went down. So so everybody, man, from that point, Zach and I were really, really tight. Okay. And obviously now, you know, we're in our 40s. I don't think that that's how we would. I don't think we would start a relationship based on that type of in- interaction with another guy
1: today. But I probably that, would. You you probably you probably would. I probably would. I, I'm, I've gotten the reputation of being a pretty loyal. If I consider you a friend, I'm riding with you to the end. I got you, no matter what. oh yeah. so, right. Like, I got uh, friends yeah. like that. if they want to go ride somewhere, I you know yeah, I got a. It's fly. on. It's yeah, on. That, right. And I guess I guess that's just the mentality that I grew up with. Like being from DC, that's you know your brother. You have your brother's back at all times. You know? And yeah. so, yeah, I do remember that.
0: Yeah, man. That, and that really, like I said, for me, that was, you know, maybe that, uh, that I consider that a little bit out of character for myself today. But at, at that time, you know, that was something that made a huge impression on me because, you know, Zach, I grew up or uh, not necessarily I didn't grow up around certain people, but I I, I spent some time with guys who they weren't that way. There right. were a lot of guys who, you know, if you were faced with something serious, man, and you told them, "Hey, I need some help," they would cut and run on you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they would they would talk a good game, and then when the game got tight, when it got down to the wire, you looked over your shoulder; those guys were gone.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I'm. I, I guess I'm cut from a different cloth, and uh, you know something, and running around like that. I haven't won all the fights that I got into because I had my best friend growing up. His name actually I named my son after him. Um, he was the one that was famous for starting fights. Yeah. He was famous for it. And, um, I would always, and everybody was like, Zach, why are you riding with him? I'm like, you don't say anything to anybody. You don't start trouble. You don't do anything, but you always get into fights because of him. Mm. Um, that's my, he's my brother. Like, right. Just, and I've known, I knew him in kindergarten. This is from kindergarten to like eighth grade.
0: Yeah.
1: And we just rode, you know? and. Yeah. I, I don't know any other way. I, I yeah. just don't, you know. You I—if I call you my brother, you my brother. Yeah, I might get mad at you. You might do something to make me mad. But if you need me, I'm there. Right. Um, for you and Drake. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's it, man. And that's that's something that I think that a lot of a lot of men don't we don't speak about it. It's just kind of like a known thing. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show today is to kind of, you know, put, put a a real voice to brotherhood to, 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 you know, male connections, male bonds, because I, I know particularly that there are a lot of men who don't experience male bonding. They don't experience healthy male bonding. Um, or any type, really, and and so I just wanted to try to uh, give people, uh, like I said, a window into how male bonds develop. Though so they don't necessarily develop the way the storybook says they should, right? Or or whatever psychological book you want to read, whatever it does, you know, whatever you can find, right? They they happen in different ways, and then they begin to transform how people grow how people live it it impacts our experiences with each other because you know you and I uh, that you know like you said 98 it's 2019 now we have seen children be born you know yeah. we have seen children pass away yeah. uh, we have seen friends and family be born and pass away we've experienced all type of financial difficulties you know and everything <laughs> and so it's different when you know a guy and, and you know what the individual has gone through or is going through. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is, that, is this, man. I always say that if guys don't bond well with other men, they won't bond well with, with women. But I want to get your take on that. What do you think about that?
1: Um, You know, I, I don't really have a – I think men – I just think – I think men are in their own little category sometimes. I, I think they have a hard time opening up to other men um, because they were taught to hide feelings or we were taught to hide feelings. Me personally – um, I have a small circle of men that I talk to, maybe five or six. Uh, yeah. that I talk to on a regular basis. Like um, I talk to you, I talk to Dre, I talk to Kaba, talk to you three every day. Um, I talk to a yeah. friend that lives in Oregon, talk to him every day. It's about five or six kids, five or six guys that I talk to on a regular basis, and our our conversations are limited because we're okay. not talking about you know the next meal we're going to cook and we're not talking about, you know, what the kids did today. Um, very yeah. do I actually bring up the conversation of, you know, my kids. That never mm-hmm. happens. Most of my conversations revolve right. around music. Gotcha. Um, so I, yeah, about building the relationship part, I don't, I, I don't know why guys have a hard time having relationships with multiple men. Me personally, I was raised by almost nine women, mm-hmm. um, and then they all had girls. I was the only yeah. I was the only male grandson until I was almost fifteen.
0: What, right, right. I remember you saying that.
1: Um, and so, you know, and I was the oldest. Well, no, I had one cousin. Um, she was older. Beirut is two years older than I am. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, it's. I I guess I was just taught to, Well, I wasn't taught. I think I was programmed to have better relationship with women.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's the reason why I asked you, because, you know, I knew your background, I knew how you were raised, but obviously the audience, they don't know how you were raised. Um, And just, it's so different for different people. And I think one of the things that I have to remind people about when we do the barbershop group work and the advocacy stuff we we do, I always have to remind people that, you know, no two people are exactly the same, that experiences uh, are different and that responses to experiences uh, can also be different, right? Um, but, you know, I guess one of the things that, that I, I want to go back to, and you said you don't know why we don't, it's just that when you talk about talking to the other guys and the things that you the topics that you discuss with them um that's really like i understand it but it's also very concerning for me because that's an experience that i used to have with guys as well right and and i'll tell you you know zach i was recently um at a at a religious center, and I won't name the place or or name anybody, but it was really, really an odd experience, right, where I'm sitting down to have dinner with some people, and for the two hours that I'm in this place, I'm listening to these guys talk, and the entire time that they're talking, they're talking about, well, what I consider now to be nothing, okay? (laughs) They, They were like, oh, okay, When is so-and-so going to come back and play basketball with us? Where's he been? Um, This food tastes like this. I thought it would taste like that, you know, but nobody ever stopped those superficial comments and observations to delve into anything. All right. And I'm just wondering if like, yeah, we've got the point, the part about us being programmed in a sense, you know, not to, to just kind of have those conversations, we're programmed to have those conversations, but I, I, what else? And sometimes I think that maybe it's, is it fear? Is it unwillingness? Is it just the lack of familiarity? Are we, are we looking at uh, the potential for being judged? Is it discomfort? What is it, that it when you're sitting down?
1: Yeah, go ahead. It could be fear of vulnerability. You don't want to be vulnerable around other men, especially if you don't know them that well um okay, but, you know, okay. for over 20 years and I'm almost positive I didn't really start opening up until about 10 years ago yeah and yeah so it takes time you know? right um, yeah and you know yeah. with, with 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 our other friend you know I met him in 95
0: yeah through his yeah. Brother, that was right through his brother,
1: right? His brother. I was in right. Diego. Yeah. And he came to visit his brother. And I met him then. And I probably didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He he showed up with his other buddy. And, you know, they were flossing their Reebok. They just signed a Reebok contract. And they were flossing. And I'm working hard. I'm like, who is this dude? But I didn't say dude. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. And, and then when it came for me to transfer... You know, they contacted me.
0: Right. There he was. Right.
1: There he was. Dude <laughs> that I probably didn't like at first. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was I it was uncomfortable because I, I trusted him when i when I moved to the other side of the country, I trusted him. Yeah. It seemed like I was right. almost like a puppy dog, but whatever he did, I did. Yeah. You know, and I was my own right. man. But I trusted him, and I think that's why we ha- we have such a good relationship. Because when we had a, we got our issues, when we had our issues at that university, he took care of us. He right. found. I don't know if you know that story. Um. Yes, I yeah. do know it. I do know. But it. he found us a place to stay. He found us food to eat. I moved from California right. to the Midwest with five hundred dollars.
0: Mm.
1: That's it. I had 500 wow, yeah. And that five hundred dollars came from my income tax check. Is that? Right? That's what it came from. Um, yeah. and so we got to to the Midwest. Me and me and the, uh, our fourth person, and our situation happened that had nothing to do with us at all. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with us. Yeah, and he took care of it. And so I'm forever in debt to that dude. Right, um, and so right. I know, I know, we, I've gotten off topic a little bit,
0: but yeah, but you have it, you really have it. I mean, you're pointing, you're pointing directly to something that I think that guys need to to think about, right? And I, and I think that anybody <clears throat> who is is loving a guy needs to think about, to consider, and that is that the way that the the way male to male relationships develop is through loyalty yeah right and and i would say a little bit of fire okay like we develop loyalty to people who walk through the fire with us um and we tend to we tend to develop uh friendships with people who uh have made a conscious decision that hey i'm not going to leave this guy behind Right. I'm not going to leave this guy behind. Yes. I realize he made a stupid mistake. I realize that people may not like him. They may not understand him and everything under the sun. But I've made a commitment and I know that this person can be better. I'm not going to leave this guy back there. Right. And I find that it's interesting that, you know, for 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 instance, Navy SEALs, that's one of their their um, their code of ethics is they're not going to leave anybody behind. You see? Um, And so when when I think about male bonds, one of the things that I often uh, uh, find interesting is that for a lot of guys who don't have strong male ties, they potentially may not have strong male ties because they they haven't allowed somebody to see them go through a fire. They haven't, they've been afraid to be that person that somebody else, has, else had to go back and get, if that doesn't and, and, right? and I think
1: so, me growing up, even though I was raised by a bunch of women, my dad was in my life, um, right. indirectly, like my, my dad, my dad was a drug addict my, my entire life. I don't remember a day of him ever not being on drugs. I just don't. Yeah. But I couldn't say anything negative about him ever. He was never a mean yeah. person. Whenever my um, so my aunt raised me, whenever she she called and said, "Hey, Zach's feet are getting too big too fast. He needs new shoes." He found a way to get those shoes. You right. know, and he had his and I saw yeah. him all the time. Um, you know, yeah, and so I learned. Like he taught me things that he. He taught me things he does not even know he taught
0: me. Mm.
1: You know, gotcha. because you look at things. Yeah. You look at things. And um, I was listening to one of your previous podcasts and it had me thinking um, how much I do. I actually, he passed away, oh, maybe six years ago. Um, okay. And I got to thinking about him like, man, like I don't thank him enough. <laughs> you
0: know, mm. I don't think. Yeah. Isn't that something? isn't that something man i mean so so guys listen if you hear zach speaking about this you this we we just talked about fatherhood because uh fathers Day passed us and you know we're dealing with this whole deadbeat dad thing zach has just told you guys that his dad was a drug addict who was never missing in action he was he wasn't he wasn't like gone he showed up for zach and and zach you you're basically still at a point where you're realizing how impactful he was for your life. Is oh that yeah,
1: most definitely. Um, That's
0: interesting.
1: very <laughs> impactful, and he taught me. He taught me. Okay, you you know me. What is my what is my favorite thing that I love the most besides track? Music. <laughs> he taught me music. I remember him right. taking me to the record store and buying records. Man, I. Yeah. I can tell you the, the exact first record I ever bought that he ever bought. Me. What it was, was it? Salt and Pepper, and the, and the, I bought it for the B side because the B side has Cinder, Cinderella's Not a Fella, right? And we bought that. Yeah, that's right. And he got Denise Williams, and he used to tell me how he okay. used to date Denise Williams, and I know him well <laughs> he never dated no Denise Williams. <laughs> right. Wow. But we would go, okay. and you know. He was, a, he was an addict, but he had his records and kept in his yeah. records. I was mm. All, always in his records. And yeah, the dude was just my, my pops was fly, he just was. Oh, uh, yeah, he was wearing Burberry when I was a kid.
0: Wow, is that right?
1: He, I, I remember his favorite trench coat was this he had this brown trench coat, and the inside was the Burberry material. I didn't realize till it, till it got popular. I remember that jacket like yeah. it's like it's yesterday. Um, I got a, I have a, the only thing I have of his that he gave me, um, this makes me feel good that I get to talk about him out loud. <laughs> um, sorry. Yeah. But um, he gave me this, this suede. It's a suede puffy coat. Who wears suede? Puffy coat? Okay. It's, it's, I still have I it. Mean, I can't fit it because my arms are too long. Cause I was much bigger than my dad. Yeah. Those things will never go anywhere. And as long as I love music, you will know I always think about him because yeah. Yeah. he taught me what to listen for, how to listen to things, you know, what keys and everything, you know, and he couldn't sing. He couldn't play an instrument. He just knew good music. And so listening yeah. to your podcast the other day, the one on Fatherhood, it really had me thinking about him, like, a lot. Yeah. You
0: know? Wow. That's it's- interesting, man. Mm. and and i
1: I, I know i messaged you about that um because i said something well i I know it was was about that and i really was going to post something i just been so busy that i haven't had time to sit down and cut all my thoughts together
0: right i got you i got you yeah that's that's something else man while i have you talking about fatherhood Uh, guys, I've shared with some of you all on social media. And Zach, I want to share this with you too. There's a book out there uh, and I'm working on it myself for my children. Uh, It's the story of your father. And basically it allows like your father, if he's alive or you, if you want to fill it out for your children, it allows you to journal your life. It allows you to basically write an autobiography of your life for your children, and Zach, uh, I want to make sure that I get that to you, um, so that you can do that for your children because I think that it's a huge man, it's got to be a really cool thing, you know, when your dad is older, or, or as time passes, you know, fathers pass away, for if that is gone and you open that book and you can see. You can read about dad's life right there, right? I mean, the, just think about the way you are becoming passionate and insightful and just encouraged by the mem- the memory of your dad. Think about the impact that that will also have uh, when your children learn things about you, right? Mm-hmm. So remind me later on to send that to you because I think it's a great one. And guys, I will post the link. If you all want to purchase that uh, particular journal, I'll post the link so that you all can uh, can buy that journal and maybe you want to have your dad's fill it out if they're still alive, or maybe you want to fill it out yourself for your children and give it pass it along to them. Uh, but it's a great little book, man. To to uh, to uh, to have. So exactly.
1: Um, and, and I have a book yeah. that you know I I delve into books every once in a while, but um, mm-hmm. when I first became a father, um, I think I've told you the story before. Um, my wife was pregnant. And I went to the mall because I wanted some of that mall Chinese Chinese food. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm sitting. out eat my Chinese food, and she was due within a month. So this had, this had to have been in December. Um, and I'm sitting down, and this woman's sitting there eating some food with her child that had been like yeah. two, three weeks old, and I, I just busted out crying.
0: Mm, yes, I do remember you telling me that. Now, why was that? What was what was going on with you at that time?
1: Because I didn't think I could be a good father because at the time I wasn't thinking about how, you know, okay, my, my, my aunt raised me, you know, you know, all these women raised me. I don't know how to be a dad. I don't know how to be a father. I don't know what to do. You know, mm. Not, you know, completely ignoring all the great things I just said about my dad. I hadn't in my right. brain, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking, I was raised by a bunch of women. How am I, you know, I going to change diapers? How am I going to know right. when they need food? How am I going to do all this stuff? And I talked to a friend. He was a, he was an older guy, um, but he was a friend of our family. Um, I went to him, and I just said, look, man, you, got two, you have two kids. You were raised by both your mom and your dad. I have no idea what I'm doing. No idea what I do, and so he just let me cry and everything, and then he went out and bought me a book, and it's yeah. called The Heart of a Father. Okay, the heart of a father. The, heart of a father. Got the it. first chapter is recognizing your past,
0: mm.
1: resolve your past, and then relate to your father. That's the first chapter.
0: Yeah,
1: you know. Well, I got the book still. It's sitting right here in my office. I'm looking at it right now. It yeah. just breaks it down. Um, yeah. You know, It talks about the shape of your heart and it's talking about um, how to build your house. Involvement, consistency, awareness, um, nurturance. It's, it's an yeah. amazing book. Um, you, you might want to check it out. Um, it's, called, it's called Heart of a Father by um, Ken Canfield. It's old. Uh, I got yeah. this back in What's the date on it? Let's see. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm always trying to find things to make me better. Uh, right. This is 96. Okay. Uh, pretty hmm. sure it's been updated since then. But, um. But Yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I had to throw that wrench in there.
0: No, man. Heart of the Father. So we'll also include that one as well so guys can take a look at that because, I mean, these. Th- I think this is the way, Zach, I believe that men are going to have more fulfilling whole lives is that when they hear the actual stories, the real lives of men, the guys next door, so not the celebrities, right? Not the guys on TV alone, but the guys next door, when they hear these stories, then I think the lights will start to come on and go, Oh, you know what? Yes. I can relate to that. That sounds like me. Or that sounds like somebody I know. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you come on today Uh, Because it's different when I'm interviewing, you know, uh, a psychotherapist or a clinician or somebody out there about some mental health stuff or whatever. It's different than me doing even a monologue. You know, it's when I've got somebody on the show that I've known for a number of years and I know their life and and they know mine, we can have a different type of conversation. Right. right? (laughs) So, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking time out, man, to talk to me and to the audience today. And and also, I want to thank you so much for supporting the podcast and the work that we're trying to do for guys. It it just it means so much to me personally to know that you know this is also something that you are supporting. Um, And and I guess that's just what friends do. So um, you know, Zach, um, man, I, I think that one of the things that and this is kind of like my parting, my parting shot, I, I, I guess, is, is this to you, and I say this to myself, and I say this to all men out there listening. I say this to the women who know men. If you can get them to listen, <laughs> this, is, this is a call to action, if you will. And that's this. Don't shut down, guys. You don't have to know it all. Uh, you don't have to be the perfect dad. You don't have to be the perfect human being. Um, but be real and be authentic. Um, you know, and I know, yeah, just like Zach said, it takes some time. It may take years. But know that I truly believe this, Zach. I believe that vulnerability is actually the natural state of all beings. Okay. I believe that invulnerability is the unnatural state of things. And I'll say I'll tell you guys why that when things are vulnerable, that's when growth takes place. If we are making ourselves invulnerable and unavailable, then we're closing ourselves off to all of the processes and potentialities that exist out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And and so it takes some time to kind of chew on that. But if you look at things in the natural world, you will see that being the case. And so I challenge men to, uh, you don't have to be vulnerable with everybody. Find a trusted few. Find a trusted two, but let somebody know you and seek out individuals who can truly help you become better in your life because tomorrow is not promised, guys. Okay, we could leave this earth as soon as we finish this podcast, it is not promised. So, take time, enjoy your life, and do well with it. Zach, listen, I really thank you for coming on. Thank and, you, man. Um, and guys. I hope that you all have a great weekend. Listen, you can subscribe to our podcast on any of your podcast apps. You can subscribe on our website at www.thebarbershopgroup.org. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And by the way, we also have a newsletter that comes out every day at 12 p.m. And it includes mental health news for men, physical health news for men, financial tidbits, inspirational videos, all kinds of things that we think are impactful for you in your life. So, guys, until next time, you all be well. We'll talk to you soon.